Welcome and thank you for joining us today for Own Your Wealth with Jason Deshays. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hello there, Jason. How are we feeling today? We're feeling great. We're in the heat of tax season and seeing people left and right, which is fantastic. It's good to kind of reconnect with people. Uh, it's just a it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be alive. I like that. Yeah. Oh, so yes, it is tax season. So is this taxing on you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's great. Uh, don't forget to tip your waitress. You know, it is a different time of year. I mean, it's always no matter how any one structures their tax season, it's still a special time, a very pressurized container of time. And it always has its little things. But you know what? That's why we're here. There's part one, one of the many reasons we're here, but like is one of the good reasons that we're here and here to serve people. So you have alerted me to a problem that I wasn't really aware existed. There is a big shortage of CPAs? There are. So there there was a couple of reasons for that. Uh, there's a you know continued pipeline problem that's happening at national level. So this is like people going into accounting programs and then going and becoming CPAs. There's been a big change in that. There's There's been things like, you know, the people have options, right? So if you go and work for a big company, let's say you work for big tech co, you don't maybe always need a CPA. So people don't get it a lot of options, especially because of more of these companies bringing up, they need accounting. So people kind of leave with the traditional, let's say the tax focused CPA. And so they're, those people are kind of going that way. There are also some self-inflicted injury in this, in the, in, in the industry where they create this environment where it's all about hours, billable hours and how many hours you can work and the badge of honor of, man, I work seven days a week for 18 weeks straight. And look at me, I'm, functionally alive, but not much more. Sounds like that, law people when they- Yeah, well, it's like, how many hours can you work you kind build, of thing? You, know, yeah. you, you build 2,800 hours. Well, you know, given a full-time equivalent, it's only 2,000. It seems a little weird, but that has created a bit of an undesirable environment for younger people to come into. And this one of those career paths that you could have a long time horizon in, and people don't leave leadership roles because they're trying to safeguard their own retirement. Mm -hmm. So you're not giving people the opportunity to move up and own client relationships and really be connected there. So now, yeah, we have a bit of that. Then on top of it, and this is an issue I think is happening across the board, not just in the accounting space, but in other industries as well, is that with COVID, people started leaving the workplace earlier and they, or they just left period because they didn't want to go remote working and they, had accumulated enough to actually retire. So they decided, you know, now's a good time to do it. I'm not going to go in and deal with all this stuff anymore. So we now saw like the baby boomer generation depart and leave the workforce. And there's still a lot of work to do. And there's not a lot of people left to do it. Mm. And it's caused a, a shortage, which you never would have thought, oh, accounting shortage. And it's not on newspapers, like all over the place, like accounting shortage, danger, you know, no milk <laughs> on shelves. No accountants in their desks. It's not on the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> I know it's 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 the secret newspaper. It's kind of like the the <laughs> daily profit of the accounting space, you know. Okay. Yeah, but it's true. We do have an issue, and we don't have a lot of firms are merging up too. That's another thing that's happening. The, those like local firms you knew that had like ten or fifteen employees are now getting merged into larger firms and they become like a satellite office of these bigger companies. And a lot of people don't really want to work with that or or they have a apprehension about working with that because it's now part of this mothership. 
And so we are seeing those like tried and true local firms kind of going away. People are moving and that's a people all over are moving for jobs and family reasons. And now, you know, they have a re- established relationship and that person's not capable of handling things remotely. So then they got to find someone else and they're having trouble doing it. Now, as part of the um, the issue, the fact that you have full service financial teams like your company that can kind of do all of it for a customer or client? Well, you know, so so the CPA, the, I would say the general CPA firm model is built on quantity. And that's changing. There's a there's a move in the industry to move to more quality, which is like more connected experience. You're doing not just a tax compliance. And that for those who don't hear that term or use a lot, that's basically preparing tax returns. They're trying to move past that and, and move it to where they're more connected and more advisory with their clients. However, that's a new change. And there's still a lot of compliance to do, right? And there isn't a lot of options for people in terms of like uh, inexpensive self-service beyond like it's a TurboTax kind of deal. People still aren't comfortable with that. So the model in the CPA firm or an accounting firm that does tax work is all about get as much work done as hopefully efficient as possible, but it's about pushing compliance work past deadlines, through deadlines and past them. And, you know, that's... a uh, not the best business model if you want a really connected experience and you want to know what's going on. And frankly, that's very seasonal, right? Because here we are, it's the, uh, we're recording this, it's the end of March. And this is like the armpit of tax season because we've only got a couple more weeks left, but yeah. all the stuff is coming in. You're trying to work through it. And that's uh, that's hot, tough on the average if CPA firm or accounting firm where they're heavily into that. And that's all they have to look forward to is knocking that list down Every day, more and more. It doesn't leave you a lot of mental space for much. So what do you do if your CPA has gone missing? That happens more than people care to admit. It's, it's, it could be that someone retired and didn't tell anybody. Could have been that they went out of business. That's happened more recently, unfortunately. Could be that they are just too busy and they don't have the effort anymore to take care of the number of clients they did previously because they're getting every year they get older and every year they're just getting a little more tired from tax season and then they may have lost staff there's a lot of turnover happening so right now you may have had like four people on your team and now you're down to three maybe two how are you gonna possibly get that same work when you gotta take the you know the denominator of the equation cut in half so yeah they just don't respond and this can happen like where hey i'm sending you stuff in and they don't acknowledge it or you try and go give it to them and they're not there anymore. Could be in the fact that you're trying to get information from them to help you with a business decision or a personal tax issue and they just don't respond to you ever. And so weeks and weeks go by and you don't hear from them. And that's becoming an uncommon situation and I hear it all the time. Wow. And that's a lot of the new clients that we are receiving who we are doing tax advisory work for that's their one of their biggest complaints is I don't hear from my account. I don't hear from, I don't get responses in a timely fashion. And they are, they always want to put me off to the end because they're too busy getting compliance work done that they can't help me with my business, which still operates in during tax season, right? No, right. The world doesn't shut down outside in of a CPA firm's office and say, Oh, well, we're, um, we're Close good. Everyone, everyone, sh- everyone shut down their life so I can worry about me. And then we'll get back to you sometime in late May, you know? Right. 
Yeah. So it's so unprofessional. I'm so shocked to hear this, to be honest with you. I can't imagine that people are just, I mean, that it's common. It is becoming more so. And I think that that has been, there's always been like that sector of the profession that is not as responsive. And there's, I mean, what I would imagine is the old curmudgeon with a green eye shade who are just there in their kind of rundown office, cranking out returns for $75 a pop. Mm. That has existed forever. The problem is those people are starting to depart the workforce and depart the moral coil. So there's not those bodies there doing the same work. And now it's becoming really evident when there's more people going, what do I do with myself? What, how do I, how does my business get done? And it's the other thing is it's compounded with everything's getting more complicated. You can't just go and have your business. Now you've got every year the, the tax forms change and they're not just little changes. They're like big changes and they change the tax code more frequently now because they've discovered, I say they being Congress and mm. our government has figured out, hey, well, I can make policy changes if I just work through the tax code and I can fund stuff. Well, that means we're, that's why we're seeing over the last, say, 20 years, there's been a lot more uptick in tax law, not just little tax law changes where they change a number up from three to two or you know whatever. It's more like, we're going to double the standard deduction and we're going to change how we depreciate things. And all oh, that's going to just get done. And that only lasts for five years or nine years. So that doesn't count for budgetary purposes. So then it flips again. And then nine years later, you're going to change it all over again. With no thought to how this affects your life, right, Jason? It's all about me. It's all about me, baby. It's like, I mean, you know, come on. You're making life difficult for Jason. We do not like that. I like easy life sometimes, you know? <laughs> and and honestly, I think business has gotten, I mean, business and people's lives have gotten harder, right? So, Very complicated. you know, here we are. It's 2023. We just went through a global pandemic where we were all told go home and stay there for a while. And so we had to do work wherever we were. And some people like hopped around and they like departed where they used to live and went somewhere else. And now you've got employees in six different states. I mean, I've got one client who's got, they're only a team of 15 and they have nine states that they have representation in for employees. And that's not the norm as it was 15 years ago where right. everyone worked in the same like little building or whatever. And so we're seeing more of the businesses are getting more complicated. People's working remotely, and so they have different tax issues. People are starting self-employment more. That's the whole gig economy has arrived where people are going to do side stuff and real estate is becoming more popular as an investment option. It really is not like, hey, life is the way it was 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago even. It is becoming where the compliance for that, the tax, and, the, and now I'm just the compliance. The planning for all that is harder and more intensive and more expensive. And you can't go and get the... $100 tax return anymore from anybody. And I know people who like, well, go H&R Block or one of those services, maybe you're going to go Walmart and do your shopping and someone will prepare your tax return while you're in there. That is not the cheap option as a way people, I think, historically used to think of it is where it's, oh, it's like 50 bucks and I'm out. Mm -hmm. They're in the three, four, or $500 territory still. Oh, and more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and so you, just like all the other inflationary stuff, it is just getting... Things are getting more expensive because there's more to do. And that's hard for, it's hard to conceptualize it because most people are like, well, I'm not, my life's not hard, harder. My life is whatever. It's like, well, yeah, but when you take this by millions and all those incremental changes add up to a lot of extra work. 
So if you're being ghosted, then how long should you, I guess, tolerate it before you attempt to do something about it? But you're saying there's a shortage. So what are the solutions here? So first off, I'm always an advocate for if you have a relationship that has worked historically and you are seeing that something is different, right? Responsiveness is a little slower. Something's not right. Have a conversation. That's the first step is say, hey, is everything okay? Is what's going on? Is there something that we need to do different? Are we not communicating well? And at least try and address the issue, right? I think that's the more like adult thing to do is address the issue head on and like right. try and resolve it. Now, that's, you know, step one. If that doesn't work and then, or, so let's say they don't respond to your email saying, hey, I'm noticing something's wrong. Are, are you okay? And or is there some way we can make this better? If they don't respond to you, or if you really don't have a good relationship with someone, your CPA, that's when you got to start looking for somebody. Now, is it a shopping experience where you're going to go and like uh, check out five different websites and figure out pricing and go, I'll take the cheapest deal and I'm going to get the same outcome. No, that's not what you should do. You do need to go and talk to different folks because you got to look at who, how do they communicate? Are they a heavily in-person type of office? Are they a heavily virtual office? Are they the type that are going to get the work done? But anytime you go outside that little bandwidth of what, this is my box. I live in my box. And if this box is ever departed, here's your fee, 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 fee. And you're going to get nickel and dime. You should know that ahead of time. If they are a more planning focused firm, you have to understand that it's a different mindset, but it's also can get better. Not say yeah, better. I'm going to say better, a better service, a more comprehensive service. However, it's not going to be cheap. You can't get better or cheaper generally. You get um, what you pay for. You get what you pay for. And so you should interview and at least get a sense of that. Now you can talk to your peers, friends, family, see who they use. I think you'll find is that people have their one they love. You have a lot of people who say, oh, they're, they're the person. I met. They may ever remember their name. I, that's unfortunate. Some people are like, I, my oldest accountant. And you're like, who is it? I don't know. It's this guy I've been using for 20 my years. Guy. The, my guy. You know, it's my it's guy. My tax guy. But it's <laughs> if you can sit and like kind of digest finding that right fit, you want to find someone who you can communicate with and who has a shared sense of like what your outcomes are going to be. Because I think that if someone comes in for looking for cheap compliance and they go into a playing focus firm, that's a bad fit. It doesn't matter how good the playing focus CPA is. It doesn't matter how nice the client is. They'll always have a problem because one wants something fast and quick. The other one wants to do something more methodical, but also more encompassing. And so I think that's, you know, what you have to think about when you're there. And you're going to find some people who, you know, it's if it's a married couple, maybe the husband's more the lead on that, or maybe it's the wife. Maybe it's, you know, the kid, and I say the adult child, who is managing for mom and dad and their kids and their business and all this stuff. So they're going to find someone who can accompany that, you know, their circus, as it were, and make sure they can meet it. Uh, there's the other, the other part of this is that, you know, whether you go to a firm, a person or a firm, right? So you go to a person, this is a solo shop, you're going to deal with that person. That's your go-to folks. And that may or may not work for folks. They, they, they say, eh, that guy kisses a bus, I am out. And I don't like that sense of I'm, I saw that one person, if that person takes vacation, they're not accessible. That's not good. Then firms get small and they get big, right? 
So our firm is relatively small in the grand scheme of things. We have a tax team of between four and six in a given time, maybe seven, and that's interns and everything. So we have a team, but that means if I decide to go on vacation, there's backup. Someone can kind of come in and fill those gaps. The team can go on paternity leave or maternity leave or medical leave or something. And there's someone there to help keep things moving. Now, as you get to bigger firms, those people may change out more frequently. So they may like cycle out and you have them for two years and that person gets reassigned to something else and you never talk to them again. And then you have your like kind of high level contact you talk to once a year. And then there's the other middle management people you deal with. So that's all those kind of things you have to look at. Price point changes from all those things. I will tell you, though, in my experience of having been in this business for 20 years, I think most people truly want something that is more connected. The, the departure, though, is that they're so used to getting something for cheap that they have trouble bridging the gap financially in their head. The fee, it goes from being like, get the job done, mostly right, to doing a more encompassing, connected experience. And so that's a little hard for some people when they go from paying $300 for the tax return to paying $1,500 for what is, could be very intangible reasons. But I will say the people who do make that switch and they have the stuff that warrants the switch generally come out much happier for it when they actually commit to it. So tell us a little bit about how things are done with Cookwell. One of the things specifically is you say that the tax advisors are compensated for quality instead of quantity. What does that actually mean? So we don't have, if you look at our client list, our, you know, our, our average or low or minimal fee is relatively high comparatively to say someone who just comes and bills by the hour. They take two hours, they bill 200 bucks an hour, you're at 400 bucks. Our minimum fee for an individual return is $750 as of the time we're recording this. And businesses are a little different. If you have a trust, it's different. You know, what you want out of it. If you want to connect on a more uh, regular basis and we have like a tax advisory piece, we're going to intentionally meet, you know, three or four times a year. So there's, that's on us to plan and help make sure that we're like really connecting with you on that. So to be able to do that, why, you know, our pricing is high because we want a client list that is something large enough that we've got the right staff and mix and everything, but not so large is that we become part of the machine and we're just cranking out returns and we get focused on compliance and lose the focus on the plan. Ultimately, the compliance is important. It's necessary. It's got to happen. However, if all you're doing is whipping out compliance, you're a historian and we don't like to be historians. We would prefer to be helping coach people and businesses looking in the front, in the front view not in the rear view. right? And to do that, we have to have our staff appropriate. So we have a larger staff for what our, like if you look at the number of clients and, and how much our you know, revenue is compared to other firms, it's, it seems like our staff is larger than others would be. And that's intentional because we want to have that connection. We want to be able, I want to take vacation. I mean, we're going to go on a three week road trip over the summer where we're going to be in some areas with no internet connection. I don't want to have to worry about that. So I have a great team that's there to help service things in my in my absence and vice versa. When they take off time, I'm there to help service things. And our founder's partner, John, is still there. I mean, we got all these people there for a reason, to help make sure people are, are seen, heard, and served well. Well, and it sounds like, too, it's not going to be an issue where uh, your 
or the team is not going to be available until after April 15th because you do other stuff as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And that's, that's the great thing is that we, we've got people who throughout the year, because guess what stuff happens. They're there. Our team's there. And we are, we want to keep our mind open for these planning things that happen. Because guess what? People sell businesses during tax season or right after tax season. So you can't tell them all like, Hey, yeah, wait, I've already this year, I think I've helped five or six dentists buy practices during tax season. Mm. And that's, guess what? The practice opportunity is there. They're not going to, they can't tell them, wait my account for my account to have a pulse again. We have to do this now. And that's just a necessary thing. And I've always believed that. And that's why I've always felt like being, being active in things and being engaged in whether it's your nonprofit board or doing, doing life has to happen during tax season whether it's this period of tax season or when people extend their tax return, because everyone else lives too. And we're not functional ourselves if we don't make a point to take time away. I mean, I, I took a couple of days off during spring break to go spend time with my family for their spring, for the kids' spring break. That has to happen so we can be here, up here, can be open to helping out people. So you can be refreshed and renewed. I, I worked for a firm years ago. I mean, 20 years ago, I think. And they they used to do a three a weekend during taxes, which I thought was the most revolutionary at the time. It was the you know mid mid two thousands that they did that. I was like, that's such a cool idea because it really did. I would take right after March fifteenth, which is the corporate deadline. It's like, oh cool, I can take a break, refresh myself, and I was ready to knock out the next three and a half weeks. And they got rid of it for some reason, like ten years ago. And I was like, why did you do that? It was like the most innovative thing I've heard in the tax space in forever. And they got rid of it because of reasons. And now it's like. I've, I encourage my team, if you need some, if you need time, just take it. You're not going to be worth, you're not going to be doing things well if you are worried about some life thing. I'm like, take a Wednesday. If you need a Wednesday during tax season to like GSD, get stuff done, then, or whatever you want to call it. Maybe you have a stronger expletive for the S, but it's like, go wash your car, go take care of something, go to the gym. Go take a mental health day and get yourself refreshed and move on. I mean, I, I, my, I took my birthday off. It's March 28th. Send gifts. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it, You're late. it's already passed. It's too past next year. Everyone can put on their calendar. But like I walked around, I went to the gym. I went and I went to a thrift store with my wife and I looked around because I always like to see the glass that people donate to Durham Rescue Mission or wherever and just see the weird glasses that people have spent money to get in in you know something written into them and i just like looking at that and it was like the most peaceful mind like my head was empty it was just so nice mm. and but then wednesday came and i was ready to tackle things because mm. i had a little mental break that just kind of like flushed off the cobwebs and said let me just get back to it because i we use a lot of mental power this time of year yeah and yeah it's, i'm uh, sure and it's you're important. one of those guys who walks around telling everybody that it's your birthday. I can just tell that about you because it's three days later and you're still with the first. I am still talking that. about. It. Yeah, I mean, I do. I I actually only do it for the week before and the week after. And then after that, I never reference it again. Um, I think it's just because of like years. Today's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah, I think I, I, I've cared more the last couple of years because before it was like 
always in the worst part of tax season. And, and I just was like, I'm too busy. I can't think about this. So I just yeah. ignore it. So now I'm just like, I'm making up for lost time. I'm going to care. It's my birthday. Good you know? for you. Good for me. Good for you. Uh, now, I do have to say, though, I wanted to um, mention that people that we have in our lives that we know that are accountants and do taxes, they are completely uh, depleted by the end uh -huh. of tax season. And we've even we've been told in February, I will talk to you in April. <laughs> You know? I know. And but how does that sound? I used to say that. Can we just wait till after tax season? Right. And man, it sounds like downright depressing. But also, I have a, a client where we don't do the tax work. We do their wealth management, but they have another account. And that person's like, I, I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with this, your estate plan because I'm too busy. It'll have to wait till after April 15th. Wow. And I felt that was so dismissive and just like, where's the client in this? You right. basically said the client is not important. No one else is important. I'm important. And I hate to say, guess who gets paid to do that work? The accountant. They, if they're getting paid to do their advising them on the tax stuff, they got, you should care about your clients. Well, it doesn't mean everything's an emergency, but it doesn't also mean nothing has can be spoken to until May 1st when my life comes back to normal. And it seems so dismissive just in the fact that like you were saying with, you know, there's an opportunity to buy a dental practice. Oh, well, I can't deal with that for another two months. I mean, like that's. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't help you. Sorry. You may as well just say no. And not even like, <laughs> don't even say, no, I can't do it till later. Just, just say, no, I don't do that because I, I, I'm shackled to the system. And so I, I think that my advice for people is like, you don't have to put up with it. So if there's anything that you, anyone who's listening to this hears is that there are options and you don't have to put up with a non-responsive, non-communicative, compliance-focused, uh, green eyeshade wearing like person. That's not, there are great CPAs. Can we throw in pocket protector? Oh yeah, we can get one of those too. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> pocket protector and a 10 key. I actually haven't, I used to be really good at 10 key and that's that calculator that you like hit. Oh, um, okay. I used to be really good at that and I was very fast and I could do it with both hands. But then when we sold the practice, I don't, haven't had one. So I used a little calculator one on the thing, but I kind of wonder if I'm still any good at it. I haven't tried that. I, I don't know if it matters to be honest. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, but you do, you can do better. And I, so that's where I think if you're in the situation where it's okay and it's fine, but you don't like it that much, it's more like, yeah, it gets the job done, but I really could use more. Start the process now. Now, I'm not saying now, like if you were to listen to this the day we recorded it, it's March 31st. No, don't do it now because you are you will get an extension. I mean, that no one is going to take a new client at this point and say, sure, I'll get to you by two weeks from now. Right. But but take that time right afterwards. In May, June, it's a relatively quiet time in most firms' lives, but your life too, things calm down. Go use that time and go find the person and get on the roster even for next year. Let's say you used them and they got your 2022 or your, your current year return filed. Then go start looking for that person now and go get yourself positioned well. Because then you can do all that extra. Because there's a lot of paperwork that goes through, right? You got to give them the old return. Someone's got to get in their system. You got to make sure everything's working good. But also if there's things that you can take advantage of, it gives you plenty of time to do it before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So start that process now. And now, and I will also say not every CPA is a good fit for you. And, and we talked about like communication stuff, but there's also industry knowledge. And, you know, for example, our practice doesn't do nonprofit work. So if you need, if you have a nonprofit, we can't help you, but we would happily find you the person who could help you. And I think there's a lot of firms that I, who are really specialized more in what they do. 
if you're a restaurant person, there's firms who like literally only do restaurants or firms that only do doctors and or social media influencers or whatever the case may be. And that's okay to lean into that because that's actually maybe the best person to serve you. But don't go find a body just because they happen to be taking clients and their price seems right. Make sure that they can actually serve you. So ask the questions then too. And that usually uh, works out better for you in the long run. And I know we were talking about this earlier. Remind us again how it is that we go about starting the search. Were you talking about recommendations or... So I would, when you start the search, and if you're trying to find someone, I would go and talk to friends and family and not ask like, well, how much does it cost? Because that your situation, their situation may be two different things. The but cost ask, may like, not be the same is what you're saying. Cost may not be the same. So you may be quasi similar looking tax returns, you think, until you don't look the same or you don't come with the same organized or whatever. So ask about things like how they communicate. Talk to your business owner friends. If you own a business, the best person to talk to is your peers and the people you work with because they are doing the same thing and they may have the same problem. I don't know, but if you find one, tell me because okay. I'd love to work with someone like that. If you have like certain professionals, attorneys, bankers, um, advisors, financial advisors, they usually have relationships that they know are really good. You always call us. We always talk to folks about that. Call Cook Wealth. And just really kind of lean. You can do some research too. It depends on where you are in the world, in the, in the United States. There are uh, state societies of CPAs. You can go on there and you can usually, they have a search function usually, and you can call their office and say, hey, I'm looking for a firm who can do blah, blah, blah in this place. And they'll give you a list. I will say that with the world having shrunk during COVID where connectivity is different, it's much easier to find people who can serve you in different jurisdictions. So if they may live in North Carolina, but you live in Washington, that's much more common nowadays. And again, it just gets into, do they have the skill set to serve you? And do they have the right knowledge? Otherwise, it's just a matter of documents moving electronically versus, you know, dropping by the office and handing it to them. But I mean, I had a great one of my uh, advisors and I were in a conference up in Seattle. We went and saw one of our clients up there and we had a great dinner. We never met them physically, never had seen them because we were always on the phone. And we had this wonderful life-giving dinner where we just talked about stuff and how he can make guitars and all this cool things. And it's just really neat. And so that still happens. It can still happen, even though you may have your CPA in a different place. I mean, I work with dentists all over the country and I've got some folks up on different places and that's, it's, you can do it. And that's what I was going to ask. So you are a virtual firm where you can work with anybody. Correct. We do. We have a physical presence here in Raleigh, North Carolina, but just because we, you don't happen to be there doesn't mean we can't serve you. Okay. So how do people get in touch with you, Jason? Best way is to go to our website, cookwealth.com. You also give our office a call, 919 919- Seven eight four nine one zero zero. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell.